Welcome to Atomic Moms, a modern parenting podcast about the joys and complexities of caring for our children and ourselves. I'm L.A. Noss, and since 2014, we've been celebrating and commiserating with world-class experts, best-selling authors, and parents around the world. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Hey, everybody. Adam and I are jumping in at the beginning of this episode <laughs> to give you a little rundown of what you have signed up for in downloading this particular episode. Halfway through the episode, we get a phone call because the doctor has arrived. We did a house call for our flu vaccines. I thought I was going to be super mom. We were going to get all four of us done at once using an app where it's covered by our insurance. Just big wins all around. You'll find out what happens. Yes. Did not go smoothly. Let's just say that. Can you believe I've been doing this podcast for five years? Uh, no, I have no concept of time, though. What's it feel like to be Mr. Atomic Moms? It's great. Yeah. To be the Atomic Moms arm candy is fantastic. <laughs> well, new listeners, Adam is my husband. We've been married for 12 years, and we have two children together. Uh-huh. Eliza, who is two, and Sabrina, who is six. Why don't you tell everyone about your morning uh, it was, it was, uh, it was insane. Uh, I was taking the girls to school as I always do, pulled into our neighborhood. Traffic seemed a bit heavy, heavier than usual. It's about a 15 minute drive to Sabrina's school. I weighed it. It said 90 minutes. And I thought that can't be right. And at that moment you called me and said, I just turned the news on. They have shut the freeway down because there is a jumper on the overpass. Uh, last time I checked, they got him down and he's okay. So there's that. I, all the comments uh, in the article were about how angry everybody was about how he had screwed up traffic so badly. Um, so anyway, I had to take a crazy back route to get Sabrina to school, finally got her to school, then took Eliza to school. And by then, totally unrelated, there was a police helicopter circling the grocery store next to her school with tons of cops around. They had closed that street off. So it took another, you know, 30 minutes to get across that street. And anyway, long story short, two and a half Hours after we left, I finally completed morning drop-off, and I'm totally spent. No rest for the weary. Now you're soccer coach. Tell us about that. Um, it's great. I love it. It's a lot. It's a ton of fun, and it's been really cool to watch Sabrina and all of them sort of get better uh, over the course of the season, in spite of my total lack of knowledge soccer-wise. I don't really know anything about soccer. It's been awesome. Do you have any suggestions for parents out there who's children are on teams that are losing all the time. What, because our team loses all the time? Is that, is that what you're getting just, at? Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Um, keep it positive. I mean, I, I, Ellie is not, that is not hypothetical. We, we <laughs> due to some injuries, they try to have really balanced teams. It's under eight and they try to give every team a couple older kids and a couple really skilled kids because the, the skill gap is pretty wide because the kids range from basically five to eight um, and we've had some, we had a broken arm on our team and we have another girl who is very good, but can't make it to games cause she has another conflict. And, and so, um, we're often shorthanded and, and have a lot of younger kids. And as a result, you know, if we don't keep score technically, but the kids keep score, which I always find hilarious. So the parents are like, we're not keeping score. And the kids are like, well, it's 17 to nothing. And you're like, all right, well, <laughs> I guess they are, uh, but you know, we just try to keep it positive and, and, and appreciate the things that they do on the field that might not be the sort of traditional goal scoring metrics, but 
um, you know, just playing hard, honestly. I mean, they run their butts off. It's pretty amazing to watch. And, you know, you try to celebrate that and, uh, you know, the little wins. And I will say Sabrina scored a goal this week and it was the first goal her team had scored in a few weeks. And it was like the amount of joy that they all had collectively that the team had scored a goal was was pretty awesome to watch. Do you think that there was more joy also because of the special day that it was? Can you explain to our listeners what it means to have a silent day? So we, it was called Silent Saturday, and it's a league-mandated day in which all all age groups, so, you know, this is, it goes from like under six all the way up to under whatever, 14, 16, the parents and the coaches are not allowed to talk. You can clap and that's it. Um, and it's, it seems so simple. It's and like golf. <laughs> it is. It's like golf, but it's so weird because you realize like all of the noise you hear on a youth soccer field for the most part is parents and coaches yelling stuff, not like negative stuff, just yelling more or less instructions to kids, you know, get the ball, run, do this, do that. And, and when you remove that, it's really quiet. Like it's, and, and then the kids start to communicate with each other, which they don't normally do because the, all they're hearing is adults shouting stuff at them. Um, and then they start to talk to each other and, uh, I, they definitely loved it a lot more. It's like, you, you know, you sort of mm-hmm. ask them like, do you, did you guys enjoy, did you guys like silent Saturday? And they're like, yeah, we want to do this every week. And I don't blame them. Like, it's, it becomes very obvious very quickly on Silent Saturday that like we spend too much time micromanaging them on the field and not letting them sort of fail in small ways and learn the game that way. And I, that's just like, I think that's sort of most parents is like, we just have such a tight grip mm-hmm. on our want for our children to do well moment to moment. Um especially in a game like soccer where you're where, and I think I've talked about this with Ellie before, like there's sort of three phases at this age where in the beginning, they just sort of watch the other kids play. They literally just stand on the field in their uniform and they, the play runs past them one way, past them the other way. And they just sort of watch it. Then the next phase is they kind of run alongside the play and they don't necessarily engage, but they're there, they're running around it. And I think that's the phase with, for most parents, you're sort of like, get in there, Veronica, you know, do it, kick, you just go ahead, just get up to run to the ball. And because you're watching your kid be like run literally a foot away from the soccer ball and then stop. And that's most of the noise, at least at this age group is parents saying some version of like, get in there, you can do it. Come on. Uh, and when you remove that, not only, I think, does it allow the kids to sort of hear their own thoughts, but like Veronica then does in fact go and get the ball because I think rather than, stopping to listen to what someone is yelling at her. She just sort of follows her own instincts and then follows through on it. It was, it was awesome to watch. It's very cool. And I'm not surprised that all the kids love it and want to do it every week. And we're in fact annoyed that the coaches were allowed to talk during the water breaks. (laughs) I'm wondering if we should ever try a silent day at our house. I think it would be an awful idea, but we could. Yeah. It'd be interesting. It would be. And we, I did not get to go because (laughs) <laughs> Eliza, who was two, yeah. would not have participated. No, she would not have participated in Silent Saturday. And it, we would have ruined so many games. Yeah. <laughs> She's so loud still. Yeah. They would have, she would have been fine. I mean, they would have allowed her to yell, uh, but. But she kept trying to charge the field the last time I yeah. brought her. No, she she was definitely like, I want, I want in on this. Um, yeah. 
And also, <laughs> she's a handful. The last thing I will say, because it's, it's funny, like we're joking that Eliza would ruin out on Saturday, but it's you, you can tell by the way the administrators of the league run it that it is such a slippery slope where, like, you can tell that if one adult is allowed to talk, that will they'll all start talking. Like, it's so funny. Like, as adults, you think of yourselves as the adults in the room, and yet, on we're probably incapable of collectively understanding why like we're at the end of the day we're children it's like well that guy gets to say something to the kids why don't i get to say anything to the kids so they're really sort of you know it's like a dictatorship they walk around being like don't forget nobody's allowed to talk and you're like okay and then even the coaches are on the sidelines and the administrators are like hey you're not allowed to talk so why stand on the sidelines and it was it was like a firm suggestion are you allowed to point no And so they firmly suggested that we all get off of the sidelines and take a seat with the other parents. (laughs) How did it feel to be sidelined for the first time in your life? I was, as you know, I don't like being told what to do. So I'm not going to lie. Like I got real, I got real frosty when someone based. Yeah, because it was like this, it was like a. I had like middle school flashbacks to like a kind of an oversized guy kind of came up and was like. Hey, coach, you can't talk. You really need to be standing over here. And I was sort of like, I, and I said, I said, I said, I think it's comforting for the girls to know that I'm here. And then I said, but I will, I will, I choose to leave the field. I will stand by the popsicles instead. Um, so I went and shot some video uh, of the kids, which I never get to do when I'm coaching. So that was kind of fun. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was great. And now soccer season's winding down, and you're about to whisk her off to New York City. Yeah, I'm so excited about going to New York. So listeners, message me on Instagram. Where should I go with Sabrina? We will be very busy with family obligations. But what would you do with a six-year-old in the city? We can't wait. We're mostly looking forward to room service, uh, hot chocolate in particular. And it'll be so nice to feel you know, a, a season because yeah. it's been so hot in LA. It's been a yeah. hundred degrees every day last week and there have been fires and it's, uh, it actually makes me nervous to leave you and Eliza here. Will be great. I feel like I should better prepare any earthquake kits or. Yeah. Like we should have prepared an earthquake stuff. kit, but you've already had this conversation on the podcast with Claire and Bridget. So. Right. We don't need to rehab. We'll just go to Bridget's house. We'll just go to Bridget's house. Yeah, she seems to have a... I just got a notification that... Oh, see, Madeline, Madeline Donahue, who is an artist we've had on the podcast. We've got our shop Um, together. Go to atomicmoms.com backslash shop. She just texted, y'all okay in the fire? Hope it's not a threat for you. And it's not at this time... We do have close friends who have been evacuated from mm-hmm. their homes. So, you know, we're all on pins and needles at all times. Mm-hmm. And I feel really, there are certain friends that I don't think their kids have, their kids have missed so many days of school because of the fire. It's wild. It's crazy. We're supposed to check our phone every morning, basically, to see if our kids will go to school. Yeah. Because they, even if it's not about the fire, it's about the air quality. Crazy. Um, LeBron was driving around last night looking for a hotel. Couldn't find one for him and his family. Really? Yeah. You could have come to our house. I know. That's. I'm sure. I was wondering how many people hit him up on Instagram being like, you can come into my house. I mean, over under had to be 10,000, right? At least. Yeah. 
you can't even, if you're that famous, there's no way you can even look at your messages, right? I don't think so. Oh, boy. But I don't know. That's not true. I feel like, you know, I mean, we see like Dwayne Johnson responds to stuff all the time. Your buddy Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. We are taking a page out of the New York Times (laughs) for this episode. (laughs) Literally. Um, There was a recent article, Embrace the Microdate and Other Couple Strategies for Connecting After Kids. Mm. So consider this our microdate. I mean, you know, for us, it's mostly watching, you know, like finding a show that we're both obsessed with. Mm Um, that's streaming. That's usually one. But the crazy thing is- We like, need a new one. I know. Those are hard to come by. We went through last night. Like, we finished Succession. Like everyone else, we're now on the whatever year-long wait <sighs> to find out what happens next year. And now we're in the desert of finding another show. And, like, you forget. Like, that's an ugly... That's the dating period of married couples as you date other shows to find out which one you want to be in a relationship with. And we dated a couple last night that I don't think clicked for both of us. And I really liked one. So I'm going to see that one on the side. Yeah, yeah, you'll see that one on the side. And I'll finish the one that we that I picked on the side. And then this is getting so weird. <laughs> now uh, we're both going to be in bed with our iPads by yeah, ourselves again. Yeah, having our uh, show affairs. You brought home breakfast this morning. That was such a fun micro date after you dropped the kids off from school. Yeah. What, you don't think that's a microdate? No, I'm saying if that's a microdate, most of our microdates are like you being like, hey, here's what I'm spiraling about. L- let's discuss it while I eat a sandwich. <laughs> I stuff a sandwich in my face. <laughs> uh, but that was fun. That's true. Um, sometimes we'll just do little like impromptu lunches and things like that mm-hmm. when, when you know, schedules line up, which is rare. But I feel like we take advantage of it. Um. I'm looking forward to Sabrina's parent-teacher conference coming up. Yeah, me too. That's our like our first. What do they tell you when your kid is six years old? I'm curious, you know? I mean, I have a feel. I don't know. It's interesting. I think they will definitely mention that she goes to the nurse a lot. She goes to the nurse. So she goes to the nurse like very, maybe, maybe daily. Just really likes the nurse. I think she's a little bit of a hypo. And I think that she's a lit. she likes the attention. It's about like, oh, now it's about me. Yeah. Like everyone's got to stop and sort of like, it's a thing. And, you know, it's, I mean, I don't know. I think it's part of it. Um, or maybe she's prone to injury. I don't know. Well, at least Eliza, ha- I haven't gotten any more reports that Eliza has thrown sand on children. And then the funniest thing is there's some kid that she apparently is like her best friend because she says her name constantly that we literally cannot understand <laughs> what she's saying. <laughs> we spent 20 minutes this morning being like, say it again. And she'd be like, you know, G G G Juicy or something. She's so specific about this Juice. Because I kept saying Sharice. And she's like, no. Juice. Because last night I was asking her and she gets really frustrated because I can't yes. say it. So then this morning I said, Eliza, that name that I can't figure out, what is it? And she said it again. Like yeah. she knows. Juice. It's an important person to her. Yeah, it's and an important person. <laughs> No, yeah, what is. she's saying. Yeah. Oh, and uh, time to get flu shots. Time to get flu shots. Okay, everybody, we just had to take a break. We're back. We're back. Okay, so people and we who, thought this was going to be a boring episode. I'm fired who up. Don't have this magical app on your phone. It's called the Heal app. H E A L. 
and you can schedule appointments. They come to your home. Our insurance covers it. So it's very exciting for us. So I thought I'd be a genius and have Heel come, come to the house and give all four members of our family, family the flu, flu shot. shots. What bonds us better than family? It should be called the Heel Sometimes app because our daughter, Sabrina, I got a flu shot. Ellie got a flu shot. Eliza got a flu shot. Sabrina is now a folk hero for children everywhere because she didn't get a flu shot. She, she literally fought her way out of it. It was the craziest thing I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> I now know why pediatricians have such small rooms. Yes. I thought 100%. it was because there wasn't a lot of real estate. No. No, really, it's because you want to trap them inside yeah. so that when they give the shot, they can't run. We, they suggested us spinning her down. We wouldn't do it because here's what happened. And I agree with that. I agree, too. Also, we're in our own home. You can't pin her down in our house. When Sabrina, when Sabrina and Eliza had hand, foot, and mouth recently— as you all may recall, I had the Heal app doctors come. They needed to do a throat swab test to make sure it wasn't strep throat. Sabrina didn't want to do it. Eventually, I put her on my lap and I held her arms down against her will, which is awful. It's a horrible feeling for me. It's definitely a horrible feeling for her. They did the throat swab. It took two seconds. Afterwards, I thought I did a really good job of talking her down. I wanted her to feel like she was, you know, in control of her body again and the power was with her. After I released her arms, I said, you know, feel around in your mouth with your tongue. Like, and I made funny faces and, you know, with my tongue and I said, stomp on the ground. Like, I want you to feel like you're in charge of your body. Fast forward to this. The doctors come. They're going to do the flu shot. She's mad. She's already revved up. Like, don't touch my body. I don't want you holding my me down. Like, don't touch me. Because my guess is that of kids that are taken to get shots, the percentage of kids who have to be held in some way, shape, or form is probably like 85%. And we tried to really, like, let this be her choice today. And that was not a choice she was going to make. No, we bribed her in a million ways. Yeah, offered her Coke and ice cream. That was you. Yeah, that's that was my, like, I will literally give you anything. <sighs> Didn't work. Didn't work. Meanwhile, her sister, the two-year-old, was banana. sitting on my lap, and I said, Mommy's going to get it first. Um, will you hold my hand while I get my shot? And she held my hand, and I said, you say it's okay, Mommy. And she goes, it's okay, Mommy. Got my shot. She got her shot. She cried for a second, and she was happy. She got her chocolate banana. She was fine. She was fine. Cause she, but Sabrina— But her sister was— Bananas. Yeah, but so I will say, like, in Sabrina's defense, I go, you know, your sister did it. She's like, she's a baby. She can't talk. You were holding her. It doesn't count. And I'm like, well. I wasn't really holding wrong. her. I mean, she was sitting in your lap. The um, problem is last year I got them both the shot at the same time at the doctor's office. She was a little wigged out, and then she did it. The, this the, time it was like she was running around in circles. I gave her too much There was too much run-up. I also think for whatever reason – I think the combination of it being on her home turf. I know. And then also that throat swab thing also being on I her know. home turf created this weird yep. psychological scenario where it just was I mean it was it was the most wild eyed I've ever seen her. She was like not having it. I don't think she liked that it was a guy that was going to be doing it. Yeah, she also like, just was it was like he'd such stand a, up and suddenly he'd look really big. Yeah. I mean it was, by the end of it it was insane. It was like me trying to tell her, you know, you know, walking that fine line of not trying to lie to her, 
but being like, I know it's scary, but you know, we'll be brave and it's over very quickly. And then the guy with the shot trying to get it ready and like be ready for when it's time. And then the doctor had like a one direction video playing on his phone that he's trying to show her to like distract her. We're all talking. She's like so yelling stressful. at us, back up, back up. It was, it was crazy. So we let the doctors leave. I'm a little like impressed that again, folk hero for children everywhere who the world over, even as kids, I would try to get out of getting a shot. I never did. I've never heard of it. She got out of getting a shot. Does it make her a folk hero or make us? I think I it makes know. us good I'm, parents. I would say that if we had had to hold her down in her own well, home. Well, she just never would have forgiven me. I don't care right. about the my own home thing. I know that that's like it really is weird because we are, you personally. Well, because here's the deal. She's going to have to be held down somewhere to get a shot. That's the reality. And I'd rather it be in a doctor's office. So are you going to do that? Probably not. I'll probably just let her get the flu and then be miserable for the week that she's home from school. And when she misses her 65th day of this year. I know, but I don't want to be the one on the hook when she misses a week of school. Great. Then we got to take her to the doctor and hold her down. You will. Fine. The nanny will. No. That's my new podcast called Terrible Parenting. (laughs) Everybody tune in. It's going to launch on my daughter's birthday. (laughs) Uh, hot take, can 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 they sedate kids before they get their shots? Is that they a thing? Give her a happen? Benadryl. Can they give her seven? Like what's the? I don't. Yeah, should she be asleep? And they should. We should <laughs> just <schedule>. run up. <laughs> Wake up! <laughs> I don't know because that wouldn't be traumatizing at nine in, eight, on Hi, nine just p.m. All these people hovering over her. This man. That's in, how she huge tells people she was abducted scrubs. by aliens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so how do you get a kid to get a shot? You go to if a doctor's office and you hold them down. And you don't want to hold them down. Am I right? I mean, I think at some level you have to. That's why. But I can't do it again. She's still holding against me that I did the swab. Or do I just take one for the team every time where I'm the mother? Well, no, I, that's what I was. Holds her. I, that's why. Takes I away her power. Holds no, her against I did her that. will. I did it the first time. And we and this whole family held it against me for a very long time. Meaning held her, oh, made her right. get shots that, against this, her will. And that will. was actually the beginning of all Okay, of see, now that we've now found a way to blame better. me. Yeah. I, I knew if I, I brought this up. Now. But. So quick backstory. I think I've told the story before they were on the all, pod. She was always so good about shots. Well, please. She was four. It's like you, before four, you are you don't have a choice. You just sort of like, hey, what are we doing here? And then someone jams a needle in you and you cry and then they give you a lollipop and you're over it. Uh, okay. Anyway, I took her to the doctor. Um, great dad, like super involved. And, uh, and um, she was behind on shots, which probably says more also <laughs> about... Uh, the title of this podcast is, uh, you know, not great parenting. No, she was, I don't think she was behind actually. I think it was more like, you know, that early age when they, they're just like getting tons of shots all the time. So she had to get, I think four, uh, and they offered to me and they said, you can, you can do all four today, or you can do two today and then make another appointment and come back for the other two. And part of this was me being like grumpy LA guy. That's like, I don't want to have to carve out a whole other day to drive to the doctor to get two more shots. And the other part was like, in my mind, I'm like getting two and then being like, and good news, we're coming back in a week to do this again would actually be harder for her than just getting all four at once. Cause like two, four, what's the difference? That's what I thought. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was wrong because what happened was she, it was the first time getting shots that she was uneasy. They had all four of them. She didn't want to do it. And I was trying to do the thing that Ellie had taught me where I'm like, we're going to go when you're ready. Like, it's okay. Like, no one's going to do anything before you're ready. And then the nurse, I probably because she's seen this before, just like was like, I'm ready. 
and and went out and like grabbed her and and more or less she was very little at the time so but more or less held her down and did four shots in rapid succession. She was a pro, probably knocked him out in under six seconds. But for Sabrina, it was the violation of yeah. you told me, and she's always felt that yes, way. You like told me that it would be on my strong. watch, and then and then and then I was lied to, and so. You know, I remember we had to go. It was like we it was near the Fourth of July, so we had to buy. But we went to the store, and I got her a ton of M and M's and you know American flag this and that to try to buy my way out of it. Um, but she carried that for a long time, and then that has recently been replaced by the throat swab because that's what I. That, anyway, my, this is a very long way of saying when she told us why she didn't want to do it, I thought she was going to talk about that story, the shot story, and instead she told the throat swab story. And I went, thank God I'm off the hook. Now it's mom's fault. So it's my fault. I set the table for this whole thing. No, but, it's not. You I know. Just, Everyone, good luck with your flu shots this season. Yeah. Let's get some stories, guys. Make us feel like we are not on an island here. If anybody wants to hit Ellie up on, on the Instagram, gram with some with some, moms. some stories of their own. And if anyone has I would love ideas to hear for them. New York. Yeah, ideas for New York, you know, preferably, you know, not around the elderly or very young children. Ugh, what a doozy. Thanks Trust for in your flu shot. Live out your flu shot. Rock on with your flu shots. Flu Atomic shot. Moms. Atomic Moms. <laughs>